Welcome to the Grief Bully Podcast. I am your host, Jay Nicole. Thank you for joining our weekly discussion around grief, mental health, and overall personal wellness. The Grief Bully Podcast will serve as a vehicle to help you navigate life's journey. Be sure to subscribe, review, and share the podcast with anyone in your life that you think it will help. Let's bully grief together. What's up? What's up? What's up, beautiful people? Welcome back. Another episode of the Grief Bully Podcast. I am your host, Jay Nicole. Guys, we are back in the building, rocking and rolling for another episode. And I want to know, have you ever felt like you were bound and restrained and had nothing, nothing that you could do to help someone that you love? going through a tough time. Well, I am literally sitting in that seat right now. Things are a little bit better, but I wanted to get into it because I feel like sometimes even with our own experiences and what we've been faced with when it comes to grief and loss and just seeing people in sorrowful moments, feeling helpless and powerless that there is nothing that you can do to be there and to change it. So recently, one of my close friends, was faced with a terrible loss. He unfortunately lost his brother. And immediately upon hearing about the loss, my heart just started breaking. And I don't really know what heartbreaking means from a literal standpoint, because obviously our hearts aren't breaking, but a sinking feeling, a pit in your stomach, and then an overwhelming sense of floodgate really being opened of powerlessness immediately set in. So I had to start kind of not, I don't want to say this, but I was kind of felt like I was like becoming a bugaboo, if you will, and stalking him and just wanting to be able to connect because for some reason, I felt like if I could connect, then I could remove and help eliminate some of the pain because I just didn't want him to have to carry that burden. What does that mean? Because did I want to personally carry the burden? No, I, I didn't want that. But I think it's a matter of when you have been in situations where you've experienced deep, deep loss, a lot of pain, a lot of sorrow and agony, and then you know that someone that you care about is is facing that, if they're right at that moment in their life where they're going to have to feel this immense amount of pain, man, that is a terrible feeling, a terrible feeling to have to go through. So I'm hitting him up. I'm texting him. I'm calling him. And listen. He did say, okay, once we finally were able to get on the phone, if I if I need, I want my people to know if I need something, I'm going to call. And that did help me feel a little more freed, but it didn't change the fact that I wish that I could eliminate it from this person. And so, of course, I don't want anyone to have to experience the backlash, the, the outcomes of loss, but there are some people who you really just don't want that to happen to. And he's one of them. And there's a couple of reasons why, but one of them is because when someone is an entrepreneur and they've got to hustle and grind for it and make things happen. So that means that the quality of their life and their spirit and where they are is so important for them to be able to put food on the table. I'm like, man, because this is a thing that is a fact is that once you lose someone, when you're going through that, things are going to change. It doesn't mean that it will be like terrible forever per se, but there is that moment. There's that time frame where everything just gets weird. It gets different. It gets uncomfortable, less desirable. And so if I'm thinking like, man, my man's got to hustle. He needs to do this and do that. And then now this changes the dynamics of that. 
for whatever amount of time. One thing I do know about him is that he is a resilient person, a very strong person. So I know that he will bounce back and he's already making great strides and progress in that. But it also was like, man, I wish this didn't happen. The other thing about it, too, is that when you've only seen someone in a certain light, so pretty much just a a jovial, a, a good spirit person, just very positive, optimistic about things. I never saw him this way. I never heard the sorrow in his voice. I never heard the cracking of his voice with the tears coming down and just having that kind of conversation was hard. It was really hard. And so I wanted to share it because I know that there, even though you might be tuned in to this episode, just because you're trying to help yourself along your grief journey, but I'm sure there's been a time in your life where you have felt perhaps powerless when it comes to extending that support and help to someone that you love and seeing them going through such a a tough time is very difficult to, to go through. And then he also, the flip side to that and the other coin is being a person who could feel like people aren't doing enough and haven't made enough attempts. But the reality is, it's a hard seat to be in. And you could, a person can only really do as much as you will allow them to. And sometimes time just isn't right then. So it could be somebody in your life that's going to come through and be there for you and really make all the difference a couple weeks or months or a year down the line. This might not be the season where what you're going through is aligned with what they have to offer. That could perhaps be part of it as well. But I just know being in a situation and just being a person who's been experienced with grief, both personally and professionally, and just feeling like no words, nothing, nothing that I could text, nothing that I could say verbally, nothing that I could write, email, or send a smoke signal about would be able to change my friend's pain. But I will tell you, because I'm always trying to give you some nuggets, some lessons, some gems, something to take with you once we present a potential problem that we could find ourselves in. Some of the solution and what has been able to help me get through this is knowing, having a conversation with my friend and knowing that he knows if he calls, I'm going to be there. If he reaches out, I'm whatever it is that he needs, if it's humanly possible for me to do it within reason, I am going to do that. And for someone who likes to help and really be there and pour into people, it's a hard seat to sit back and fall back in. But knowing that fact is a little bit freeing. It does lessen, I guess, the burden of wanting to help and, and eliminate because I'm wise enough to know that I can't change it, that grief's not a problem to be solved. But darn it, if I don't feel like I want to be able to solve it in those moments. So I think consistency and just saying, hey, I'm just going to send you a couple of messages here and there. Get back to me when you can. I'm thinking of you. I hope the day is lighter on you and not really getting into too much detail, but asking, hey, how are you? How are you doing? How's your spirit? What's going on? And then being able to pivot. And give that person what it sounds that they're asking for. So if you need space, then cool, you need space. If you want to go out and do something that you usually do because it'll bring you joy, then so be it. I'm not trying to talk anybody out of anything because when it comes to grief and loss and the grieving and mourning process, we absolutely have to become creative and we have to give people that space to do it. But I really felt so powerless and just sad because... 
if you're listening to this and I'm sure you've gone through some sort of loss and it's like you have your vision and your perspectives on life and and what you're going to be doing tomorrow or, or what you're going to be doing next week. I mean, we had plans to be out of town actually this coming week. And thankfully, it was rescheduled prior to the loss. But I always think like, man, you just don't know what's around the corner. And so there's just a lot of different powerful lessons that have that have come about over the last couple of days. But that's one right there. So ask certain questions. I did. I always tell people, ask your friend or your family member or whoever it is that you're trying to support, what the support look like. And I haven't really been in a situation recently where I've had to really do that. And this did happen. So I'm like, what does support look like? And it's like, listen, I know you're there. I appreciate you. When I need it, I will call. And we have to be okay with that. That's why when I tell people that, I'm like, all right, but when your friend or family member, whoever it is, asks you, excuse me, answers that question, you got to be okay with the answer. You have to be okay with the answer because sometimes it's not cohesive. It doesn't gel with who you are naturally. I'm not naturally a sit back and wait for you to reach out to me kind of person. I want to talk to you. I want to see you. Hell, I wanted to drive to his crib and just be like, bro, like, I just want to give you a hug. Like, it's, it's that's one of those things. And then it's also, too, because a part of it, like today when I saw him, I'm like, hey, I missed you. Like, there's a, a big thing that when people are experiencing losses and things in their lives are changing, it's also changing certain dynamics that you're familiar with. I'm more comfortable with with talking to him frequently. And even on my commutes to work, like we have these million dollar conversations and not having those. You're like, wow, like this is this is different. This is different. OK. All right. And you so you you also have to change. So I'm not speaking of that to, to say it in a selfish way, not by any means. What I'm saying it of it is that death and loss change life drastically and that there are just extensions of things and branches and different parts of it that can change and impact everybody's life. And one thing that has showed me is that sometimes they say like you don't know what you have until you don't have it. And so it's not even in a sense of like learning that this person passed away because my friend didn't pass away, but it's like, okay, I see the the impact that you really play in my life. And so it makes sense too that I value you, I care so much about you and our friendship that I don't want you to be sad. Of course not. Of course not. This isn't a surface thing. So I'm still learning. I'm still going through it, still figuring it out. I'm still trying to be the best friend that I can be, be the best support that I can be, but also stay in my lane and fall back. Because when things are new for people too, and I guess every loss in my life anyway, my experience have, has been new because it's always a different component to it. But when someone has an experience such a detriment, it could be even harder. It could be even harder because navigating that rocky waters is hard. It's so many different branches and layers to it that you really do have to try to have that patience because it's like one of the things that he said to me too was, I wish I could just hit that fast forward button and and just kind of get to a point of where we begin to feel better. And I want that, too. I think that's what it is. It's like when you know somebody's going through, you want to just get to the point where they're better. But from counseling and coaching, one of the things that I've learned in my literature that I've re- read is that it's about sitting in the wilderness with people and holding their hand 
not necessarily literally, I guess in some circumstances you can, but just being there, just being able to sit in the discomfort, sit in the changes of the plans and the that person not feeling that same zest for stuff, whoever it is in your life, when people go through, it's a big change. It's a big change. And the same thing for yourself. If you found yourself recently looking up and seeing life differently, not feeling the same, and it could be it could be delayed too. Like you could have felt okay even after like a funeral, after a loss and been able to get back to work and kind of get back at it. And then you're like, whoa, but today I'm feeling like not cool. Like, where am I? Did this really happen? And so grief is tricky like that. It could definitely be overwhelming for yourself as well. So please be your own advocate. Speak up at what you need. Don't be afraid to admit that I'm uncomfortable. This is a, a scary moment and a scary time for me. What am I going to be able to do from this point forward? And I think that not trying to internalize and put on this shield and this breastplate and feel like you can do it, don't do it alone. I'm begging you. I'm pleading you, pleading with you. You don't have to. You don't have to carry the burden alone. But what I'm learning in my most recent experience is that that there will be times in the bereavement that that person will want to be alone to an extent, right? They have to explore and figure out what's going on with them. And sometimes having too many people's opinions and in their ear and all of these things could definitely add to it and become a, a cocktail for a disaster. So know your role. Do what you can to show love and show support, but don't feel inadequate as a friend. I feel like I kind of felt like, man, I I wish there was more I can do. I want to do more, but I don't know what that more is. So what I'm going to encourage myself to do is just continue to just strengthen myself, armor myself with the knowledge and the support and just different things that I can learn. So when that time comes that you can be what your friend or your family member, your loved one needs, and if it ever becomes too much for you as well, then you could definitely know what direction to point them in. So I wanted to get into that. I don't know who it's going to help today, but I do hope that it helps someone. Releasing it to you has helped me because it is something that I'm still carrying and working with and dealing with within myself. I'm not perfect. I'm constantly learning as well. No matter how much I do know, I still don't know anything. So that's really the way I like to look at it. If you're watching it, leave me a comment. Let me know your thoughts. Have this ever happened to you? Are you currently in this position right now? If you're listening to the audio, I'd love for you to write a review. I would love to hear from you. Let me know what you thought about the episode or just the show in general. I always appreciate that. And if you want to reach out to me directly, definitely never hesitate to do that. I'm the most active on Instagram. So feel free to hit me up there, but you can't do that if you're not following me. So make sure you go do that right now and follow me at I underscore AM underscore Jane Nicole. Guys, so next time you already know, love and light. Peace.